Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Today on CityCast Madison. It's the Friday News Roundup. This week I'm joined by CityCast Madison's Bianca Martin. Mayor Satya Rhodes-Conway defends Madison at the GOP debate in Milwaukee. Republican lawmakers want to ban high-risk research at UW-Madison. And Wisconsin World War II veteran Harry Baker is turning 103. A lot to cover this week, so let's get into it. It's Friday, August 25th. I'm Dylan Brogan, and here's what Madison's talking about. All right, Bianca, for this intro gag, we have to set the scene really, really quick here, okay? So we're both homicide detectives, right? Right. You're already on the scene. There's a body on the ground. It's hot, tropical weather. Mm. Uh, so, so we're both homicide detectives. You're already there. I'm walking up to okay. the scene, okay? Another day, another body. Detective Brogan, nice sunglasses. Detective Martin, what do we know so far? victim was found wearing headphones with his preferred podcasting app still playing. He appears to be poisoned, possibly with some sort of weed killer. Too bad, because it's time for the Great Friday Roundup. That was a fun experiment. It's just me and you today, because the sheriff of this here podcast is Molly Stentz, which is the only reason why we got away with that intro bit. (laughs) That's what happens when you leave, Molly. <laughs> CSI, baby. <laughs> it's muggy. We had to go with it. <laughs> yeah, some relief today, but it was a pretty muggy, horrible week for sure. And lots of fire, though, Wednesday night in Milwaukee for the Republican debate. We're not going to dwell too much on it, but we found a Madison connection real quick, didn't we? We did. Mayor Satya Rhodes-Conway, with a group of Democratic leaders, gave some remarks ahead of the debate. What did the mayor say? It's interesting that she was there ahead of time. I watched the debate. I didn't hear, like, directly referencing Madison, but there definitely was kind of hating on some cities like Madison, mm. which is a Democratic stronghold. Yeah, of course. And <laughs> yeah, so Mayor Satya Rhodes-Conway, she said ahead of the debate. I would invite anybody who thinks we are a nation in decline, she was, you know, asked a question about that, to come to cities, to come to places like Madison, Wisconsin, where we have the lowest unemployment rate or damn near close to it in the country, where our population growth and our economic growth is driving the state of Wisconsin, where we have a thriving university despite the refusal of Republicans at the state level to invest in it. We actually have a short clip of the mayor when she was in Milwaukee this week. We have a strong job market where we have a beautiful environment and where we are tackling the issues of the day like climate change, where we're building housing, where we're building transit, where we are creating a place that people want to be. So I would suggest that anybody thinks that this country is in decline, come to cities. 
because Democratic mayors all across the nation are creating great places where people want to be, where growth is happening, and where our economy is growing. This is not a nation in decline. So, yeah, interesting contrast with the, what the Republicans were saying at the debate. It was amazing kind of how Trump didn't really come up that often. And, and even more surprisingly, I mean, Joe Biden was mentioned, but they didn't exactly go after Trump or Biden all that much, in my opinion. That's kind of nice, honestly, like focus on the issues, <laughs> frankly, you know, just like the sort of old, cutting people down across the lines, like it's obviously added to so much toxicity. Well, yeah, they were just certainly cutting into each other. That Ramaswamy, get to know that name, okay? That mm. guy, but he's clever. Republicans are in an interesting dilemma because obviously Trump is the front runner, but I just don't see him dropping out regardless if he's the nominee or not. So there's a Republican nom- nominee, there's Joe Biden, and then there's still Trump. Yeah. Like, sounds like a pretty good situation for the president, but we'll see <laughs> what happens there. Yeah. All right, very, very quickly. I was a little a little envious that I wasn't there in a past life. I would have been at a big event like that in Milwaukee. And in fact, I was in 2015 when there was a Republican primary debate in November. It was an early one. Trump was in it, but he, I think he... He was a little past the point where people were just calling him a joke and people were starting to take him seriously, but he wasn't quite where he hadn't quite gained the notoriety or, I mean, obviously we all know what happened next, but, but anyway, the spin room, which is always pretty much the only time you get to interact with any of these. That's what you guys call it. The spin room. Love it. Well, that's what they call it. Yeah, it's great. Cause you're going to spin their story. Of course <laughs> they're saying. They're going to spin. Right. And so you have this metal barricade, right? But the candidates can kind of walk by. So it's like me and I'm kind of jockeying. I got a good spot like right at the edge of the fence. He comes in. He's taller than I imagined. Yes. He, he walks in and then he just like casually walks by. He's not answering questions really, but he's just going by and insulting every reporter down the line, <laughs> right along this fence. I shouldn't laugh. Then he comes to me and he just like, kinda, and he doesn't even really look at me, but he's just like, don't you have homeroom in the morning? <gasps> Which is a pretty good dig because I looked young as heck, right? Like, yeah, you do. <laughs> finally, at the end, like, I uh, like shouted out, like, "Are you gonna win Wisconsin?" And he turned around, and he's like, "I'm gonna win Wisconsin. I love Wisconsin." And then he left. Well, at, that's a starting point. You do need to love Wisconsin, <laughs> and he certainly did win. So, one time, yes, he did. Yes. Let's get into some other news that's happened locally. We've been meaning to talk about this because it is a big deal. There's a state journal story came out not too long ago. It's all about how Republican lawmakers have introduced a bill to ban high risk research at UW-Madison. We have a virologist here at UW-Madison that has drawn some controversy for a long time. Mm -hmm. It seems like Republicans, in a way, are trying to go after this one professor, virologist Yoshishiro Kaiwoka. Love that name. Good name. So the bill, it's basically all about this gain of function studies that this virologist at UW has been doing, and and he's very prominent in his field. But this is when you make viruses or other pathogens more transmissible in an effort to see what would happen in nature. It's making something like influenza or some other virus, you're purposely making it more infectious to see what would happen in the event of a pandemic. Now, this was making news way before COVID. It does seem like Republicans are jumping on the train of, you know, all this controversy with COVID and a lab leak in China, or was it the wet market? And we don't have to get too much into that. But the truth is, we just don't know. Mm -hmm. 
Right. But it is scary, though, that any lab in the world, maybe it's really important to study these viruses, but what happens if it gets out? You know, it's like a couple blocks away. Yeah, outbreak, you know, the stuff of Hollywood movie, movie lo- stuff. <laughs> there was a USA Today story about this in April that the UW has some issues with. But there are two incidents in this story that Republicans are citing as why we need this bill basically banning high-risk research. It, um, it happened in this lab at UW where a research trainee was wearing a, you know, a full contamination suit and their respirator briefly became disconnected from the safe air supply and the detachment was brief, but it leads to the possibility like, well, did they get infected or not? And what are the protocols, right? And so some people weren't exactly happy with the response. The UW says we did everything right. Uh, there was a, like a, there was another incident uh, that happened previously where someone got a very minor prick right, with a needle that had this virus they were working on. And the person was sent home and their relatives were told to quarantine. And there was some, you know, kind of some disagreements from federal agencies of whether that was the, the best protocol. Like, would that really have stopped things? In 2014, in Kayawaka's lab, he was altering genes of several bird flu viruses to construct a virus very similar to the 1918 pandemic. And at the time, in 2014, there were British and French scientists that called the research absolutely crazy, madness, folly. You know when a British person is calling it folly, it's serious. That's not true. British people call, I mean, you know, (laughs) I feel like you'll hear a British person say, ah, you know, kind of protest pretty often. (laughs) We'll leave it up to people to decide uh, how serious the cases are. The uh, UW is saying nothing to see here. The ability to safely study harmful viruses, bacteria, and other pathogens is critically important for protecting public safety in the food supply. The University of Wisconsin-Madison is committed to ensuring that its researchers who work with high-risk pathogens have safe and secure laboratories and receive training and certification to ensure their investigations are conducted safely. Mm. Hmm. This is really fascinating. It just it feels like it's at the intersection of a few things, which is Man, it, it sucks that we have kind of this bad rap in, in this in this area um, because that's an easy target. And I just I'm curious about, you know, the what is the power and the importance and the weight of studying this particular thing about strengthening pathogens to see yeah. you know, how 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 critical will it be in the long run knowing this sort of thing? Like what's the risk if we don't do this research versus if we do? Because if it's a really high possible reward, then maybe you know, are these two small incidents kind of overblown? Like everyone makes mistakes in hospitals and but also we don't want to be ground zero to, you know, an outbreak. This is a big debate in the scientific community worldwide of whether making viruses more essentially deadly is the best way to study them. But we're, you know, we're a few blocks away <laughs> from it happening. So I think we could all agree, Republican bill, no Republican bill, that UW Madison, just get your stuff together and make sure we're safe. That's all we're asking. <laughs> Because, yeah, I don't know. Well, also UW has, you know, incentive to have a stellar sterling reputation for research. I mean, that we are, you know, whenever I go anywhere, people are, wow, it's a really, really good school. And a lot of the research that we're doing here is groundbreaking. And how do you do groundbreaking research? Well, you have to study things, new things, too. But... Get it together if if you're being messy in the lab. And also maybe there is just some natural human fallibility here that will always be a factor no matter what, even if they were 
completely following protocol to the highest extent. Like we are still apes. <laughs> Risk and reward. But before we dive into any more news, let's just take a quick break. So I'm still marinating on Mayor Satya Rhodes Conway's words ahead of the GOP debate this week, the how we're making Madison a place people want to be. I love that. It seems very, very true. And I feel like that work is definitely collective. And there's a very sweet story this week that falls into the category of things that we all could do to strengthen our community bonds and connections. Madison has a World War II veteran who's coming up on his 103rd birthday. Lieutenant Colonel Harry Dillon Baker, born in Madison, served 24 years active duty with- Dillon? Dillon? Okay. <laughs> How dare you make this about you? <laughs> I didn't know it was always spelled differently. That's his middle name, but it is spelled differently. Back to Lieutenant Colonel Harry Dillon Baker, born in Madison, and his time in active duty includes World War II as an artillery spotter or forward observer in the European theater. And by request of his family, the Wisconsin Veterans Museum is coordinating and looking for folks to write and send Harry birthday cards. For his 103rd birthday. Yeah. This man's a champion in so many ways. Oh, okay. So we're putting out the call. Yeah. Harry needs birthday cards. Harry would, yeah. He needs, I don't know if he needs them, but, you know, he will greatly benefit from them, I'm sure, because it's beautiful. And we want, you know, cherish someone from our community. He has a remarkable story. And he actually did an oral history back in 2021 with the Library of Congress's Veterans History Project. Let's play a moment of that. I was an artillery spotter with the infantry, bringing fire from our guns to the German area as a second lieutenant. I had two young boys, 18 and 19, one was a driver, and one was my radio operator, who would take my commands of where to fire the next shots. I was a serene old 23-year-old taking care of my two boys. This man seriously is the cutest thing, and the photos are are so cute. If you you go look him up, uh, he and his wife were just darling. And I just love this request. So I definitely be writing Harry a card. And if you want to write Harry a card, a birthday card, you can mail that to the Wisconsin Veterans Museum. Attention, Lieutenant Colonel Baker's birthday. We'll also toss those details and the full address in our show notes. Also, they're asking for only cards. Please, only cards in caps. Deadline is September 18th. So you've got a couple of weeks to wish Harry a happy 103rd birthday. Wow. Okay. So this guy should... That's good. Man, 103. And he he sounds pretty darn good, if you ask me. Yeah, and he looks good. He looks good, and he's yeah. thriving. It's it's a beautiful thing. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, well, thank you for bringing that to our attention. We should. I'm going to make a card, too. I'm not much of a card sender, but I'm going to make one, an exception for Lieutenant Baker. Yeah, we can do it. Right, what, yeah. Do it together. Yeah. We're in this okay. together, the collective community. <laughs> and speaking of community... Oh, we got some feedback from our Madison Hacks episode that we'd like to share. We like feedback. If you ever have feedback, we'll put a link to the number you call to leave us a voicemail, or you can just send us an email at madison at citycast.fm. So Matt had a little bit of snarkiness, which I like, about one of my hacks having to do with parking. This episode aired on, on Wednesday of this week, so make sure to listen. 
Here's what Matt had to say. Hi, CityCast Madison. This is Matt. Um, I just listened to your um, Hacks for Living in Madison episode, and I wanted to share a hack that might help out Dylan, which is that you can ride your bike or take the bus downtown, and then you don't need to trick the parking meter into letting you stay for almost five or for almost an entire hour. Thanks. Bye. All right, Matt. You kind of got me a little bit, but your solution is to not park at all, which, sure, that would negate my parking hack, but <laughs> no, I'll take the feedback. Null and void. <laughs> and then there was another uh, email we got from Mark, who was kind of following up on my recommendation that instead of flying to Chicago, uh, take the Van Gelder bus. So he wanted to share that he has a travel hack that has worked for him. If you've ever find yourself stuck at O'Hare trying to return to Madison, but your flight to Madison gets canceled or delayed, just ask the airline to put you on the next bus. And he has found that the airline is very happy to do that. So if you do run into problems and you have a connecting flight to Madison out of Chicago, if there's something goes wrong, the bus is still an option. So that's a good little tip from Mark. That's lovely. And then we got one more from Dan. And he says, well, these are all part, everyone wanted to talk about parking. Parking and buses, transportation, nerds, baby. We here, we out here. <laughs> so the, from Dan, he, he said that for concerts and other events at the Sylvie, which is on East Wash, you can park for free after 6 p.m. in the MG&E lot on Livingston. Good tip. I think I can't place that MGE lot in my mind, but I'm gonna look that up because I want to know where that is. So little some hacks there, and we always appreciate people's feedback. So yeah, leave us a voicemail, send us an email. We love it. Absolutely. Take us home, Bianca. You know what else we love? Ice cream. Just want to bring up that our newsletter, Madison Minutes, has a survey right now about what is Madison's best ice cream. And by the way, the survey's hot. People are coming in hot. So if you want to weigh in, if you got strong takes, what's the best place to get ice cream? We'll drop a link in our show notes to the poll. Let us know. Bianca, you have a wonderful weekend, and I hope everyone else out there does too. Thank you. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. Bianca Martin is your host. We're produced by Elizabeth Kama, Molly Stentz, and me, Dylan Brogan. Our theme music is by Carl Christensen. You can also get more news delivered right to your inbox by subscribing to Madison Minutes, written by our newsletter editor, Haley Sperling. And if you enjoyed today's show, why not share this podcast with someone interested in the 1858 Lincoln-Douglas debates? I hear they're unwatchable. See you back here Monday morning with more news from around the city. Until then, 